Welcome to Finding Your Direction, the podcast designed to inspire you to take your first step towards creating a career that enables you to flourish. I'm your host, Emma Lynch, and on today's episode, I talk to Alton Shields. Alton is a personal trainer and fitness instructor, and in today's episode, Alton shares how he transitioned his career from financial services into the fitness industry. This episode really highlights the bravery involved in making the decision to leave behind a career that you have invested heavily in, in order to move into an industry that you are really passionate about to gain a greater sense of job satisfaction and purpose. I'm delighted to introduce today's guest, Alton Shields. Alton is a personal trainer and fitness instructor, and I'm really excited to have him with me today to share his journey from a career in financial services into the fitness industry. Welcome, Alton, and thank you so much for joining me today. How's it going, Emma? Thanks for having me. I'm delighted to be on. More than Um, welcome. My uh, podcast debut. (laughs) I'll be very good. So look, Alton, I suppose to start us off, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your career prior to making the, the transition that you've made? And also just tell us a little bit more about what, you, what you're doing now as well. Yeah, I suppose we'll just start with now. Um, I'm working in Hustle Fitness, uh, kind of a very big, big, big gym in Ennis. So I do one one person training mainly, but I kind of cover fitness classes as well. Got a studio out in Quinn Road. Then I suppose like before I started in Hustle Fitness, I was retraining to be a personal trainer and fitness instructor in the NCF in UL. That was about a two year course, and so I was about two or three days a week, depending. And that kind of allowed me to get the skills and competencies needed to kind of fill this role. And it was a really good experience because I started from the ground up really basic physiology um just kind of i suppose communication skills as well are kind of covered and then you kind of go into in the first year and then kind of the second year kind of go into more advanced person training and you do some snc stuff as well so you do a couple of nc mod- modules so it kind of allows you to cover a broad kind of i suppose like array of clients so i could work with athletes or i could work with people who have injuries or people who are kind of in the older populations it's really good. It was a really good base for coming in here um, instead of like a quick kind of couple of months personal training course. But then before that, I was working in financial services. So I worked in Dublin and then Galway as well. So I guess in Galway, I was kind of working for like a multinational bank in back office administration. So it's kind of just, I suppose, processing trades in and out of a hedge fund. Um, it was kind of more data entry stuff. And then I moved up to Dublin and worked with an asset manager, and I guess I was working kind of more middle office in investment banking. So that's kind of deals with margin accounts, post margin, dealing with, I suppose my main role was kind of dealing with uh, cash and reconciliation. So settling cash with brokers when there's kind of breakdown in the trade cycle. So that kind of involved working with large sums of money and then trying to work under kind of time pressure and get, get, cash settled on time just to avoid like kind of interest payments and interest rate or kind of currency exchange kind of fluctuations. So it was kind of high pressure job and it was pretty busy. Um, but I guess it was kind of a small but too stressful for my liking. And then there was as much job satisfaction at the end of the day. 
Okay. And how many years did you actually work in financial services all together after college? So I'd say all together is about two and a half. Yeah, about two and a half, maybe three years, closing on three years. Sort of three years after you graduated. And like even if we go back to your decision that you made, first of all, to to kind of study in the area of, of finance and financial services, what, what was kind of your interest there, first of all? I guess um, probably coming out of secondary school, I was one of my best subjects is probably economics, and I just kind of wanted to follow what I was good at. I had a massive interest in sport, but I guess I was, at the time, it was kind of around the time of the recession, and we were kind of, at that, that kind of age, we were kind of advised to go for kind of a safer career path, and I suppose I kind of went for that. Um, and then within... Did like a three-year BCom in NUIG, and that followed on to a master's in finance. So it would have been like economic science, but like kind of financial financial markets modules, modules on kind of applied uh, maths and kind of I suppose options trading and stuff like that. So that part of like I think I was probably more interested in my masters than I was my undergrad, if that makes sense. Mm. So that's kind of what how I ended up in financial services. Kind of just went into economics and then the topics that were kind of related to like economics, like banking and finance. I really liked them. Jad, I suppose then, then at the end of the day, I was kind of I didn't get much out back from the job after every day. Like I was kind of like really busy. It was really intellectually stimulating, which I liked, but then I wasn't really getting much from it. Like kind of job satisfaction ways, et cetera. Okay, so after I suppose you did what a lot of people do, you followed what you were good at in terms of um, making that selection for for college. You studied your undergrad, you went on to do a master's, and then worked for sort of three years in in the industry. What was kind of the factor or the tipping point as such that you kind of went actually no, there's, there's something else I need to do. I there's a passion here that I need to follow. Yeah, I guess like I've been absolutely sport mad since I was I was able to walk pretty much. One stage, I think I was playing like seven sports competitively in Bye. primary school. So I was out. My mother was almost taxi service me getting from pitch to pitch and court to court and golf course to golf course. So I was always there. I was always kind of just kind of underneath everything or even above everything. So like I always kind of thought I wanted to work in like strength and conditioning and maybe the fitness industry but I just didn't make that decision when I was coming out of secondary school so I guess around my second year in Dublin I was kind of got to a certain point where I was like I have to make a decision now before one I'm too old to make that switch in my mind so I think 25 was kind of a good time to do it and then two it was kind of I knew that if I kept going up the pay scale like getting promotions and stuff like that it'd be even harder to walk away because I'd have like this kind of massive opportunity cost of missing out on a certain amount of money a year as opposed to on a lower wage where I thought it would be kind of easier to make that switch then and kind of bridge that gap and then I was I was also kind of saving loads so I was just like I suppose getting ready for the point where I would have to either make that decision because it was either at the time it was kind of either move abroad or retrain and I just chose to retrain. So that's kind of how how it went. So how how did you do it? So were you saving and did you end up leaving so you could study full time or did you try and do the studying whilst you were working? 
So I ended up leaving my full-time job and then taking a few months just to really figure everything out. Yeah. Then I worked just with a retailer in Ennis or in Gilrush actually for a couple of months. And I, I, by that time, I'd already applied for my course in UL. So then I started in September then and just started through then for a few years. So I guess I kind of figured it out as I went. I kind of just like made a decision that I was done with the job and then just took a few months to really figure out what route I wanted to take because there was kind of points where I was thinking about becoming a physical therapist, but I just decided to go for personal training. So, you know, after making that big decision of going, okay, finance, it's, it's not the way I want to go. You made the decision to leave. Can you talk us through some of the things that might have helped and encouraged you at that time to really make that step out of your comfort zone and, and make the changes to bring you to where you are now? I guess it was probably um, at the time I was, I'd have a couple of weeks of work where I'd be mad busy and then it might be a, a lull. And in that lull, I'd kind of be thinking about like, you know, I'm not really helping people one to one, I guess, like, think at the very very back end of finance you're if someone's pension fund is there you're growing their pension fund you're helping that way but I kind of wanted to see like actual effect of my work in someone's life so I guess that was kind of the reason I wanted to be able to make a difference and actually help people so that was probably what the main thing that kind of pushed me was just kind of chasing that feeling or facet of a job that you could probably see straight away like so that, that real t- desire to make a difference to people was, was definitely one of the things that really, you know, drove you and supported Big you. Time, yeah, that pushed me over line, I think. You know, tell, tell us a little bit about when you spoke to your friends and your family about this decision, saying, you know, I know I've studied for this long, but actually I, I'm going to make a change. How did that go for you? It was, I think, I think my family were a big, a big part of it, like, I guess, like, because they kind of always want the best for you and want to, safest option for you but they were kind of pushing me towards my passion which was obviously sport and fitness so I've been gymming since I was probably able to like 16 so then I'm like talking having conversations with my dad and mom probably especially my dad it's just kind of because we talk about it regularly because I was at home favorite when I moved back so we just have conversations and he's he kind of suggests things and makes sure like ask me to even go and try stuff and I suppose like even shadow people and stuff like that or even just talk to people who are in the industry and see how well I could do like how how, how it is and kind of what you can get from it that, they're probably big things okay it's a great support from from your family in in terms of encouraging you to, to nearly do your research a little bit before you you fully embarked on on the yeah. you know going back to college full-time to to study this way one of the things there you met you mentioned the, the great advice from your dad about shadowing people or going to talk to people. And um, did you find that useful? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, I guess a lot of times, I think I think it could be some maybe a missing part of probably the decision making process in people going from secondary into college or maybe going from college into real world jobs they probably don't have enough experience of different types of jobs in their industry so if you're like college you might do your placement and that could be like nine months but i guess you're probably only seeing one part of a organization like could be let's say you're talking about commerce if you just did accounting modules ever in your first second year and then in third year you're you're gone into placement you're only really seeing accounting 
people how people who work in accounting, not even on, on the marketing side or like finance side or like kind of I suppose just the sales side. So I guess that's a big thing maybe it could be missing from post primary or at post secondary education is people not getting it see as much as they probably could. That was already right. a big thing for me was just getting the getting to talk to people even not even it didn't have to be shadowing, but it could be just talking to people, seeing what's what the positives are of the job, what the negatives are of the job, and then what are like, I suppose, what, and then, then get a better picture for like pay scales and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's, it's a really more. important part. Um, definitely in terms of what you said about that decision making process at the end of secondary. But in the work I do uh, um, in my one to one coaching work, I, I often speak to people who are looking to make a mid career transition about the importance of getting out there networking with different people to find out more about you know what the industry that they're thinking about going into what that actually looks like on a day-to-day it's not always you know they don't go in it into it with kind of those rose tinted glasses as such as well it's a really important part of making the change to know exactly all the good and the bad about different roles too yeah so, Alton, what advice would you give to anyone who's graduated from college in the last three or four years, but they're now feeling like, do you know what, there's actually something else they'd rather be doing? I guess, I suppose, re- re- reiterating what I've kind of said already is that just have to look at what your passion is, I suppose, and what you care about most. And then if you kind of chase after that, obviously, in kind of you have, to, you have to chase kind of avenues where you can have a career and kind of a job but kind of go towards that as opposed to going towards what you think you should do necessarily and then within your passion within what you think you'd love to do and where, where you get job satisfaction i guess it's probably important just to try and try and shadow or try talk to people in the industry and then you'll get to get a better feel for what you can do in an industry and like how you can succeed uh, and then suppose knowing what the downsides are before you go in and like what to kind of, what you're kind of what can be difficult to overcome in initial stages and like your the big thing for me was that like it's probably the hardest thing I've ever done was taking that career switch because a lot of times you're taking three steps back to take one step forward mm-hmm. and it's it's really tough the first like six nine months twelve months Probably until you start the job or when, what, like, suppose it's going to be hard because you'll be probably in full-time education or part-time education. You'll be a little stressed if you, this is the right thing of, like, if I've made the right decision. But I think a lot of times once you start a job and you've done enough research and you've done enough shadowing and you start a job, you know that it's, like, I knew myself the first time I PT someone, like, when I made for one of my uh, case studies in college, that this is a job for me. I just knew straight away. Because it's just, uh, I suppose, the change of seeing people is massive. It doesn't have to be just physical, like it can be mental. It can be them having more energy, them sleeping better, and it's just it's a fantastic job. And I suppose that's my advice: just kind of do as much research as possible, and then just follow follow your gut as well. I guess. Yeah, it's really important. It's that it's that combining a passion with something you could get a sense of job satisfaction from. And then reality checking it before you do it. So having that chat with people and uh, making sure it's the right way to go 
working out what's good, what's not so good about the role and going in having made an informed decision. And, and obviously the first few months when you make that change are always going to be tough, but but sticking with it, like it will be worth it in the end. Yeah, big Brilliant, Alton. Alton, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your, your story of your career <laughs> transition. Thanks for having me, Emma. Great to be on. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If this episode with Alton has inspired you to take action, to find more joy in your work, and you are unsure where to start, I have created a free guide full of ways to find more joy at work in 2024. The link is in the show notes. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to leave a rating and please hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode.